Welcome one more time to Live from My Office. I think we can both agree. Nothing says the holidays quite like disaster preparedness. What am I talking about? Well, not just when you have the family over for the holidays. I'm talking about one of the most intriguing guests we ever grabbed. Now, a little backstory here. I'm on the radio every morning on the mighty 89 WLS, the big 89 WLS, soon to be in its 100th year. I haven't been there the whole time, but I've been on the radio a long time, and it's still the greatest way to communicate and talk to guests in short order. So it's a bit of a quickie live from my office today. We don't have a time. We don't have time to, you know, stretch it out like we do normally here in the podcast world. But you're going to find this guy as interesting as I do, I believe. And man, would I love to know some of the things he knows. Or would I? He's the Undersecretary Science and Technology for the Department of Homeland Security. The future of disaster preparedness. And by the way, he was on the radio with me talking about how to help firemen, fire departments, Chicago Fire Department and the like. So, preparing for disasters, of which this podcast is not one. If you missed it on WLS, we've got it for you right here on Live from My Office. Here's a tough introduction. Our following guest is incredibly fascinating. It's true. That's tough, That's man. That's truth. tough to live up to that. I know he can do it, though. Because he's <laughs> he been here before. It. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Dmitry Kuznetsov, uh, Undersecretary for Science and Technology at the Department of Homeland Security, Science and Technology Directorate, um, who gets to meet with, and I assume uh, this is one of the joys of the job, uh, you get to meet with heroes all the time, and you're in Chicago to do that with the Chicago Fire Department and other things. Hey, the highlight is is this morning, Steve and Jane, you know. Uh, no. oh, yes. Yes. Uh, nice of you a, to say. Uh, yeah. I thought Now you here. have to live up to that, That's Steve. That's right. Actually, this is part of his disaster preparedness <laughs> if this doesn't go well. Big AM. Um, there's going to be people that focus on this, you know, and it's funny because we, it's easy to slam Hollywood, but Hollywood can reflect society. There's a huge movie coming out with Julia Roberts mm -hmm. and it's about a disaster, a pending disaster, which forces people again to think about it, even though that's fake and the world is real. So one of the things we wanted to talk to you about was disaster preparedness because we live in such an uneven, unstable time, or at least it feels that way. Should we be feeling that way? I think, uh, you know, we've got like this wash of things coming uh, in terms of technologies and change around us. And so I think a, a lot of us feel that, that, you know, tomorrow is going to be different than yesterday. Everything looks different. You see it in the technology world. You see it with extreme weather. You, you hear a lot. Well, that's never happened before. That's the first time sure. this has happened. And so there is this sense that, that something's changing and, and you know, how, how do you put it into context? What do you do about it? How do you prepare for what could be coming? So, you know, some of this is is real. Some of it might be, uh, you know, Hollywood movies uh, that kind of reflect our overall sense, our angst. But, uh, you know, there there are components of this that are, are, are fascinating. And the technology world is, is rich with opportunity. You know, um, since you were here last, AI went through the roof. Obviously, you were well aware of AI before you were here last. And you have to be ahead of the curve. That's mm -hmm. the jump. But uh, a lot of people have immediately jumped to, oh, no, here comes AI. It doesn't have yeah. to be a bad thing, right? No, it's not. You know, it, when you're using your map app and your traffic <laughs> app and you're saying, well, it's going to take me an hour to get to O'Hare, you're pretty happy about that, right? Yep. You have not yeah. about the hour, but right. the, you know how long to, it takes, uh, how to plan your day. I think uh, there, is, there is remarkable help 
in, in making our lives better coming from AI, but we have to be sensitive to what it means. You know, how's it going to impact us in other ways? And uh, what should we be prepared for? How does Homeland Security handle this? Because it's not your job to legislate. It's your job to advise, to research, to know, and to know ahead of everybody else. When you have a concern about any developing technology, is it taken to Congress or to Congress leadership you know, without the same, you know, make a law right now. Because the thing that keeps coming about AI is it must be legislated. I think I fall on that side, but I also don't think I know enough. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us know enough. It's different uh, already than it was just a few months ago. It, it keeps changing because it's global. There is so much commercial pull that people are pushing hard. And, and what it's going to mean and, and what the downsides could be are, are things we have to think carefully about. You know, going back to your first question, the role, uh, uh, my role at, at Science and Technology uh, is to help all the different parts of DHS and first responders around the country, uh, you know, be better prepared. What What is it that they should be thinking about that's beyond horizon? You know, what's coming next? And so uh, I look to work with all the different operational parts of, of Homeland Security to, to make sure that we're aware of what's coming and we invest in the right places to, to be better prepared. Yeah, it's so interesting, too, because I always say everything changes in a year. And it seems like science and technology is light speed. It's changing every week and we have to keep up with it. And you talked a little bit about technology and the first responders are here and you'll see the Chicago Fire Department later. What kind of changes are they implementing to sort of tell the future? What can they anticipate and how they can be prepared and what's coming up? Yeah, so we work closely again with uh, Chicago Fire as well as other big city fire and rural fire and, and, and first responders to try and understand what the challenges are that today's world brings them and where can we help in, in helping solve some of these problems. And so, you know, this is part of our interface with uh, state and local and, and other entities to figure out what is the, the, the place we should be placing our, our investments to solve problems that make a difference. Well, when it comes what to, they tell you? it's scary, uh, and it's a it's a difficult topic to discuss. But we are in the city of the Great Chicago Fire. Yep, we didn't think anything like that was even possible, and then we see what happened in Hawaii and Lanai. Climate tri- driven change and with the storm of the century, just a bad set of dominoes all falling at the same time. That's not something Homeland Security can fix. Is there uh, an effort, though, and a way to be better prepared for that, if that's an eventuality? You know, for for these kinds of things, how can you be more aware of what could happen? You know, I think uh, we work a lot on sensors and things that interface. How do you think about the next generation of emergency operations centers? What kind of data could come in today with what you hold in your phone? The kinds of information you send, it's more than just a phone call or a text. You can send all kinds of richer data how do you factor that in? How do you look at the environments and try and predict what could be coming? Uh, on the back end of it, you know, how do you pass information around? How do you alert people? How does technology help in making people more aware in the moment of what to do and, and what to do next? So it, technology touches everything from being better prepared to how do you react and, and what should you do? What do you do at Homeland Security about the fact that states are cash poor? To a large degree, now that varies. Um, certainly counties and cities, city of Chicago, certainly not ready, you know, with all the money we need. Um, that certainly affects first responders and emergency preparedness, right? 
I think innovation is going to be key. And, you know, there's a lot that you can do for very little, too. You know, we have a, a program uh, we call Red Ops that works with um, uh, kind of bomb squad and, and tactical teams around the country. Maybe there are like 10,000 tactical teams. There are about 467 bomb squads. And we look for solutions to their problems that you can do uh, with, uh, you know, 100 bucks and a trip to Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, you know, we, we look at well, the, I like that. you know, how, how do you breach a vehicle? How do you, uh, you know, different ways to, to solve some of the real issues they have. We test them in the field with them. Uh, we work with, you know, FBI and other entities um, and, and professional societies. And then we send out the cookbook, you know, we test it. And then we've got this catalog of things. Cool. These are the things you buy. You know, from duct tape and pipe, and and this is how it can be used, and this is what it does. And so there, there are ways you can do things that don't require you, uh, you know, doing massive investments. So innovation today can be quite different, and it, and it is effective. So it does. So don't just fall back on if it's innovation. If it's innovation, it's going to cost a ton of money. Right, this is why I told you. I told you again and again. Phil Swift, the flex tape guy. Yeah, definitely an agent. Definitely inside. <laughs> Phil Swift with that flex tape, making a boat out of tape. That guy, he's working he's for handbook. the good guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's in there. Uh, when we come back more with uh, our fascinating guests. Yeah, I knew you'd be fascinating. <laughs> so you shouldn't have felt me pressure. I don't know how yeah. you keep it all straight. I need a handbook. He's yeah. got a bond sort of, he can't hear us right now, Jay. He's got a bond sort of cool <laughs> about him. When yes. he I can hear all, yeah. What? He's got a whole level of preparedness oh, no. and he's yeah. got a handle on it all. Uh, we put the cone of silence down. <laughs> Dr. Dmitry Kuznetsov is here, uh, Undersecretary for Science and Technology at Homeland Security. Uh, so much to talk about in so little time. So let me jump back in what you're doing with the fire department and trying to come up with better ways to keep them safe while they protect us is tremendous. It really comes down to whether it's cops or firemen, first responders of any kind, our military, and certainly mm-hmm. our readiness here, which is Homeland Security's mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a worst-case scenario thing, right? you got to plan for the worst and then be excited when it's not that bad? Well, you know, I, I don't quite look at it as worst-case because you can't predict the future, and, you know, especially oh, in, today, oh, <laughs> in today's world. And so you have to be able to pivot. You know, I, I think being aware of all the moving parts is important, but building in a flexibility so you can adapt to whatever's coming is going to be part of this. So. It's not that I have any particular insight to see the future because I don't. I just know it's, it's different. And so how can, how can we build into the way we think to the people we partner with, to those we talk to, to understand better what they see on the ground, uh, what the challenges are, and factor that into the technology world and figure out, well, how can we be more responsive so we're not locked into to contracts, so we're not tied to specific paths? Point. So that if we have to change tomorrow because something changed around us, uh, uh, we can do that. We have to have that flexibility. So being prepared in part is how you position yourself so you can change and adapt to something that suddenly happened. Um, One of the things that came out of the horrors of 9-11 is agencies talking to each other. And part of the NSA's mandate and Homeland Security, of course, was developed after 9-11 is everybody talks to everybody with the appropriate uh, security clearances so that the information is out there. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's our 20-year anniversary this year of, of I DHS. Get you so, uh, I know. Oh, I was, oh, I was looking for the cake. We'll I, make you I don't a card. see we'll it. We'll make you a card on the way out. Uh, you know, it's uh, new. New agencies are are uh, 20 years is 
is young for an agency. And mm-hmm. so I think it's still evolving. It's a mix of, of rich cultures, some dating back, you know, 100, 200 years uh, together with new sure. things like mine, which uh, didn't exist before. Right. And, and so uh, it is an interesting place to be. Everyone's on the same page in terms of uh, everyone sees the challenges and, and there is just a lot of awareness of how to attack problems. So it's, it is an exciting time. You need uh, help from the public. Um, you know, when you see something, say something still applies, obviously. And yeah. social media, which does like AI, there's a lot of good that comes out of social media. But with a world of free will, there are bad guys out there. And there are folks who will make your job much more difficult and make folks like us not quite as safe. What do you want people to hear? What do you want people to know if they see something funky on social media? Call your local authorities. You know, I, I think um, what funky means today is is part of, you know, I, I'd have to step back. From I guess what, if, that, if, that, you know, if, that, if that, that thing goes off in your head, they go, well, this, this is a little right. weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's still the kind of the standing uh, charge. Uh, you know, be aware. Be aware of what's going on around you. I think that's important. Um, you know, my job isn't quite that. It's it's to figure out then what you know what do you do about these things. No, I understand it, that, right, but right. but in a yeah. the world you're in, uh, awareness yeah, is yeah, yeah. is a is a good thing for everyone these days. You know, you, you talk about the, the the social media content and so on, but you know, it, it's just I, I step back at the world. I think about the world the kids, my grandkids are growing up in, where you know you you get your 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 new phone and your tools, and you're encouraged. You, you know, I take a picture with with you today, let's say, and mm-hmm. you don't like it, you erase me. Mm-hmm. Because we're encouraging people, you don't like what you see in your picture, erase it. You don't like what you see in your narrative, change it. And and create your own rep, you know, memory of how your life was. You know, we are encouraging people to kind of reinvent how they believe things should have been if they don't like it. And and so, you know, I, I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, when when everyone is being encouraged and trained to to create what they want to see, not what they necessarily saw. And then you extend that to where technologies are going. I, I, I have a hard time trying to, to project that into the future and what that will mean for understanding facts or fiction. Well, see, what? now this is what I wanted, Jane. I didn't want him to come in here and actually get more confused I'm, because <laughs> he's talking what? to you and me. We need him clear-headed, and I've confused yeah. the... the, the, yeah, the yeah. Is, is it me or a deep fake? Oh, well, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around the enormity of it all and how it changes so fast and how it's going to impact us. Like you said, we can erase the, the photo because we want to change our history, yeah. which is then going to change the way you look at things in the future. Uh, going back to when you're meeting with these these emergency management teams, not only here, but all over the United States, do you find that they're asking for some of the same, or, or they have some of the same situations, or they encounter some similar things, uh, yeah. and then you can, you're like, okay, well, this is, seems more of a general concern. How are we going to address that? Yeah, there are a lot of common problems, and I think that's the value to, in, in coming and talking with people. Uh, you know, we, we work with uh, Big City Fire on things like uh, lithium-ion batteries and, and how to think about the, the challenges huge threat, there. Right? It, it's an interesting problem because, uh, you Much know— Much better way of putting it, by the way. They're, 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 tested, <laughs> they're tested for success, and, and the kinds of places where they fail are, are not really well understood. And, and then you can't put them out once they uh, start burning— uh, at least not very well. And and so, you know, you run into the problem that 
Sometimes the batteries are damaged, but you can't see them on the outside. Sometimes it's a mismatch of charger and battery. Sometimes it's a bootleg charger, a bootleg battery, right. and, and you can't tell that you're kind of in a, a danger zone. And then the people that, uh, you know, uh, daisy chain these, uh, you know, in their basements to recharge because part of their side business, if something starts to go, you end up with, with very hard situations for, for tenants, for, for firefighters. And so we're trying to understand how to, you know, help with this problem, um, uh, among other things. So, that, you know, yeah. there, there's no end to richness of problems, but you find these out when you talk to first responders. Well, that's part of the fascination, I think, of talking to you is just figuring out how you do your day because the task right. list is yeah. unending. Nick Gale, jump in here if you uh, have a, a question before the news at the top. But in the meantime, the idea that part of your task list is helping uh, city fire, city police, first responders, EMTs and the like be safer, healthier, stay alive to protect the rest of us. That's got to be very gratifying. It is a important place to work. And, and yeah, it is satisfying to, to talk with people and, and see where you can help. You know, and then I match that to the innovation space. The, pro, the solutions for us are, are kind of over the, the, the counter commercial technologies. We're very boutique. The problem is a lot of the things we, we need are, are, are nuanced by what the problems are. And so, you know, we were talking about grandkids earlier. Uh, yeah, you and I have favorite topic. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, thinking about that, I, I look at all the emerging technologies today that include AI and all the other ones uh, as kind of uh, colors. You know, when, when you give uh, a few you know, cans of paint or jars of paint to the grandkids these days, what do they do? They open them all up and they right. mix them together. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Well, it's slime. See what it's what Abigail yeah. does with the slime. Same thing. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you create something entirely new, not just an add-on of a color with another one, but it's an entirely new color. It's a new something. And I look at the technologies in the same way. How do we take everything going on today in the pockets of innovation in every economic sector and look at those and say, well, can we look at those as colors, mix them together, take right. some red and blue and make a purple? And what is the purple technology? And can that help with our problems? And so it's not just what does AI do for us? It's what is AI with with mixed with, uh, with. Mixed with yeah. A, B, and C? Mm -hmm. And can you create something that is unique that is not just AI built on something? Abigail, yeah. if you're listening now, he's still not as fun as I am. I was a little concerned. <laughs> he's mixing colors. I was a little concerned over that she'd hear that and she'd go, "Pops is okay, but this guy." Yeah, exactly. And he said boutique, so there yeah. you got me yeah. on that one. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just interesting uh, the the innovations and you're working with the designers. Uh, and I know we have to break, but you know, you're, there's got to be a young group of people too because they're so entrenched in this technology and innovations. Yeah, I, I think uh, youth is important, uh, especially, you know, the, the latest generation is, has grown up with this as as being normal. We're, we're not in normal times, you know, and, and don't think you are. You know, the technologies are, are so pervasive and, and changing so quickly, you can sense that you might think that this is normal. This is not normal. And it's a, you know, perhaps the most exciting time to be around. Uh, um, you know, my sermon, uh, and I'm sure you remember this from last time for everybody, is you got to vote. you got to vote. you got to get out there and you got to vote. And in this case, you got to vote for people that support innovation, technology, learning new things, spending money on technology for the greater good of all of us. Anything you want to say about that before we go? 
Yeah, I vote for Stephen Jane, WLS. You were talking oh, about woo. Nobel Prizes uh, before this. Uh, very good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for you. I Thanks. think uh, my vote goes here into Chicago. Well, that's Bob nice. Noble. Yeah, Bob Noble, actually, <laughs> the cousin of the guy that started. Of Alfred, Alfred's cousin, yeah, right. Alfred's cousin, Bob. That's the one we want. Um, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. It really is. And uh, my best to you and the great Chicago Fire Department and your get together today but thank you for the work you do Thanks appreciate it in. thank you and uh, happy holidays dimitri kuznetsov uh here's our favorite undersecretary um, <laughs> for science and technology at homeland security remember every morning 5 30 to 9 on the big 89 wls in chicago you can stream it anywhere in the world and i hope you will a brand new live from my office featuring the forefathers of comedy by that I mean Mike Toomey, John DeCoste, Tim Benker, and me. We've got a big New Year's show coming up. That'll be next time. Uh, thank you to Miranda filling in again for Ross Cochran. That's Miranda. If you need a podcast produced, call her or call me, Al Booker. And uh, Miranda does a great job on the radio show as well. And thank you again to Dmitry uh, Kuznetsov, the Undersecretary of Science and Technology for the Department of Homeland Security, trying to keep us a little bit safer. Knowledge is key. And for charities for the holidays, since we were talking about fire departments, support your local fire department. Do something for them. Your volunteer department, your county department, your city department, wherever you're listening. Support those men and women and the great job that they do. In the meantime, I thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends to do the same. And you know the Christmas gift that keeps on giving is when you subscribe for someone other than yourself. It's really a special gift, and I still believe it's free. Man, we got to fix that. In the meantime, my name is Steve Cochran. See you on WLS Radio, streamed all over the world, or see you back here next time on Live from My Office. 30 years plus on the airwaves, you have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis, and then Chicago twice, top-rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. Celebs with some laughs and great info Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show Yeah, yeah, yeah No better place to be Yeah, yeah, yeah Subscribe and like for free Yeah, yeah, yeah Live from my office, Steve So glad you're with me It's live from my office, Steve Thank you for listening to Live From My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more. <laughs>